From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego with your latest news. The transport minister and his team are unpacking recommendations from a recent report designed to help modernize Cayman's public transport system. Can the Honorable Minister state when the Deloitte report with the recommendations on public transportation will be made public along with the terms of reference that form the basis of the report? We are currently reviewing the subject matter and will provide a further update to this Honorable House in due course. My team has just set a time frame for us to actually sit down to dissect that whole report to see how we will be moving forward. So shortly, I will be making a statement on that following weeks. Transport Minister there, the Honorable J.E. Banks, fielding a parliamentary question in the House recently from MP David White, who questioned the length of time this matter is taking. Tourism Minister, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, took this question as public transport was originally under his mandate until it was recently transferred to Mr. E. Banks. Can you explain why it took this government 18 months to commence this consultancy study when we know that the ministry was preparing the necessary documentation during the last administration? It's quite simple. We issued the report almost a year ago. The report is a very technical one, has a lot of um, elements in respect to renewables and electric buses, and there's a lot of reports that had to be collected from the various agencies. Mr. Bryan also told MPs there was also a family issue for the key person working on the report, which delayed its completion. Madam Speaker, I must say, though, that the members' viewpoint that the former government had stuff in the works before we took offices is not factual, Madam Speaker, because there was not a formal report issued. There was one internally done as to what to do about derelict vehicles and so forth done by the former elected member for prospect. But it was not done with any, in my humble opinion, special specialist advice and determination of a complete public transport system. Mr. Bryan says he will continue to assist the new minister responsible as the pact-led government explores public transport options. The trust says cabinet needs to step up, slamming the pact ministers for failing to set members for the National Conservation Council. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. The National Trust says Cabinet is failing to protect the islands by, quote, effectively disbanding the National Conservation Council. In a written statement, the Trust says the National Conservation Council prescribed under the National Conservation Act to direct the environmental monitoring and protection of the Cayman Islands is being effectively disbanded with no members appointed or reappointed at the end of their terms. As an organization with an obligation to nominate a member to the council, the National Trust is asking Cabinet to, quote, do their duty and appoint the members. The NCA brought the Cayman Islands in line with international best practices on a number of environmental issues, and the Trust says the lack of of an active NCC is to the detriment of the people and the environment of the country. The conservation organization says environmental legislation has been key to protecting people around the world from unintended, unforeseen, and irreversible impacts resulting from the actions of others, impacts which can lead to severe decreases in the quality of life and even mortality if left unchecked. The Cayman Islands government has a, quote, duty to follow the National Conservation Act to protect its environment and its people, present and future. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The Office of the Commissioner of Police and Royal Cayman Islands Police Service Leaders were in attendance at the 2023 International Association of Women Police Summit in Omaha, Nebraska. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has the details. 
A contingent of Office of the Commissioner of Police and Royal Cayman Islands Police staff travelled to the United States at the end of March to attend the 2023 IAWP. The three senior leaders, Deputy Commissioner Kurt Walton, Deputy Chief Officer Nancy Barnard and Superintendent Wendy Parchment, joined policing leaders from across the world to discuss and address issues currently facing female police officers and female civilian staff. Topics tackled at the summit were equality, diversity, leadership and community interactions, which are key priorities aligned with the RCIPS strategic three-year plan. The summit identified policewomen worldwide who faced similar challenges and struggles to thrive within the workplace by remaining resilient. Issues discussed included imposter syndrome, mental health and recruitment, and retention of women in the police service. Deputy Chief Officer Barnard states having the United Nations as one of the summit partners strengthened the strategic and global reach of the topics covered. There will be a lot of work to continue to be progressed to ensure equity between men and women in policing and indeed all aspects of career progression. Locally, we look forward to implementing a gender-responsive policing strategy and also to paying more attention to wellness where women's health and wellness issues are concerned. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. The contingent's attendance at the summit was sponsored in part by the UK Conflict, Stability and Security Fund and the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. When hundreds of supplies and buyers enter the Lloyd Erskine Sandiford Conference Center in Barbados, the Cayman Islands booth is one of the first things they see. It's the 41st Caribbean Travel Marketplace, and Radio Cayman's April Cummings checks in with the Minister of Tourism on the exhibit floor. What's it like to be here, part of this experience? Um, it's amazing. Uh, Marketplace is a, a key location where all the stakeholders get together and basically do their trade, their business, their planning for tourism within the region. Um, all the stakeholders sit, um, catch up with how things been for the last year, what products are coming online, what does the future hold in respect to this region, and, and I'm happy to say that it's really, really bright. Um, we try to analyze and have discussion, panel discussions about ensuring about how do we maximize the potential growth that is available to us. Um, while the industry themselves, the hotels, the restaurants, the different products that is offered within the various different islands, talk about how to strengthen their business options and make sure to deliver an awesome product to the customers that we bring to our various countries. So things are good. There's a lot of traffic compared to last year, which tells me things are booming and people are excited about continuing to grow the industry that we love and know tourism. A lot of times people who are in Cayman are not seeing this part of the process. Yeah. What would you like to share with people about what this brings to the table? Uh, well, what is important is that you know sometimes we don't quite fully understand how tourists get to the Cayman Islands. And it's a very um, delicate balance of um, negotiating, discussions, political um, arrangements, diplomacy, business benefits. So all of these things happen at these types of conferences where you get to one-on-one and negotiate and say, how are we going to make sure that we both benefit from, from any agreement? Whether that be stakeholder to stakeholder, government to stakeholder, private sector, and everybody who is involved. Because we're all in this to win for our country and the people who live within the country. So for the Cayman Islands, as minister, it's important that I'm here making sure that we are doing our part within ministry, within the department, to sell Cayman Islands as the best place in the world to come and visit and experience and build a memory. That's Radio Cayman's April Cummings there with the Minister of Tourism at the 41st Caribbean Travel Marketplace. In other local news...
The first phase in the launch of the Ministry of Education's applications portal launches, as Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports, a central hub for accessing a range of educational services. Parents can now use this online portal to check their eligibility and apply for the Early Childhood Assistance Program, ECAP, funding. The portal also features links to the Education Council Scholarship Application site and will expand shortly to allow persons or entities to apply to register at educational institutions. The development of the portal is a collaboration between the Ministry of Education, the e-government unit, Computer Services Department, and Survey Monkey Apply. Phase 1 of the project features ECAP online funding applications. The completed application form must be accompanied by an electronic copy of the child's birth certificate, an official letter from Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman, work, acknowledging the child's right to be Caymanian, a copy of the parent's government-issued ID and proof of income. Once the application is submitted, the ECCE unit will process applications to ensure all the required information is included. The application will then go through an oversight process. Applicants will be informed of the outcome of the applications via email. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. To learn more about MOE applications or to apply for ECAP funding, check out moeapplications.gov.ky. And we'll leave you with this one. Mouths are already starting to water in anticipation of this year's Taste of Cayman, which is kicking off this weekend for the first time since the pandemic. Taste of Cayman is the largest food and drink festival in the Cayman Islands. It's the longest running food and drink festival in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it's going to be amazing. We've got over 30 different restaurant and vendors out on the Festival Green in Cayman Bay. We've got a huge, big stage. We've got four different tents, I believe. It's the uh, All Things Cayman tent. We've got our, our demo booth. We've got the main stage. It's chock-a-block full of, of things that are going on the whole evening long. Head of the Cayman Islands Tourism Association, Jay Earhart, tells Radio Cayman the event has grown to attract thousands of festival goers to celebrate and experience the food and drink scene in the culinary capital of the Caribbean and enjoy the music and party atmosphere that it has become known for. We're getting close to the wire, folks. You need to get your tickets. Uh, we're going to be selling out, I think, soon. So if you don't buy your tickets now, you might not be able to get in. Tasteofcayman.org. General admission is $60. VIP is $225. St. June at the Ritz-Carlton is our sponsor. So you get a welcome canopies and things like that when you get into the VIP area. Also, get a welcome cocktail. But it also gets you VIP parking, VIP entrance, VIP stage viewing for the big concert at the end of the night after the fireworks. It's totally worth it. Once inside, you can sample food from the vendors and hear performances by local and international musicians. Taste of Cayman is this Saturday. Again, you can log on to tasteofcayman.org for more information. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego.